You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. everybody welcome to yet another episode of brown trout and bridge beers um via zoom uh hopefully one of these days we can stop doing it over zoom um hopefully it'll come here soon as temperatures warm up but we have a new guest with us today and as always we have matt evers with us hello um but we have mr carl hansel hopefully i didn't butcher your last name um, from the Great Waters Fly Expo here to give us the download on what's happening in a couple short weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to be here and great to get the opportunity to talk all things expo and spring and a lot of the exciting uh, things that we've got going on. So, you know, for those of you who've not been to the Great Waters Fly Fishing Expo uh, in the past, and it's always, always surprising me. I think everybody's been, but uh, we always have a ton of new people every time. Uh, I want to give a little bit of background of what the expo is, where it came from, how we got where we are today, uh, and, you know, what makes up the expo and, you know, why you should check it out. And I, I think, you know, this particular season, since we've not had an expo, unfortunately, since 2019, it's crazy. Wow. It's been three years since we had wow. to cancel the, the, the 2020. We didn't have a 2021, so it'll be three full years since we've had an expo. Uh, there's a lot of folks who are new to the world of fly fishing coming in uh, during the pandemic. We've had some explosive growth in the world of fly fishing. So we have a lot of people that I, uh, I'm going to hope that are going to hear this and wonder what in the world the expo is and why they should attend uh, and you know, what are they going to get out of it? So uh, the expo was founded uh, a long time back uh, here by, you know, whether it was, I don't know, 17, 18, what have you years uh, by a gentleman by the name of Tom Helgeson. Uh, Tom had operated uh, a fly shop in the Twin Cities called Brightwaters, and he had run a periodical, a big newsprint size uh, piece called Midwest Fly Fishing. And he decided that he was going to start an expo. Uh, and really, I would say he was a uh, he was a man who was a he was a close personal friend of mine uh, and a wonderful individual. Uh, and he launched this expo to bring everybody closer together within the fly fishing community, but also at the same time to really highlight the conservation issues that we, uh, that we have uh, within all of uh, the water that we like to fish and the environments that support the resources that we like to interact with. Uh, so he was a passionate conservationist uh, and really tried to uh, engage with all of that in addition to telling a lot of cool fly fishing stories. Uh, so he ran the, uh, the expo uh, for a long period of time. Unfortunately, uh, you know, he passed away, uh, quite a while back. I want to say, uh, you know, in the, in the ballpark of around 11 years or so, uh, I'd have to look, uh, it's been a while. Um, and his family, uh, took that on to carry on his legacy. Uh, and then in 2016, Minnesota Trout Unlimited, uh, ended up with the expo and we run it, uh, to be able to, not only bring the fly fishing community together, uh, but to highlight those conservation issues as well, and to do it in a way that hopefully benefits as many people as we can within the fly fishing world. Uh, so we do a lot of stuff that might be different than if you've ever been to one of the big giant other expos in the country that are in Denver or in New Jersey, you've heard about these things. And you meant, you know, what am I going to get here? Uh, well, you know, one of the things that we do at the expo, uh, you know, yeah, there's awesome booths full of stuff that you can buy. You're going to find things from, uh, you know, everything from factory reps to guides from Alaska to 
fly shops from around the region and everything that you might want to buy for fly fishing. Yeah, that's there. And we can talk more about that later and what's going to be at the expo new this year and, you know, what's there to, uh, to, uh, to check out. Um, but we, uh, what we do is we run it, uh, as a, uh, almost a conference track. So we'll have more than 40 individual programs that'll be taking place this year at the expo that highlight everything that you could want to explore, uh, from fly fishing in saltwater and destination locations, uh, to the nitty gritty of fishing for trout in the driftless and cool stuff like fishing, um, mouse patterns at night. Uh, so if you want to get into anything, uh, there's going to be an interesting program there. Uh, we have beginning programs uh, that are designed for people who are new to fly fishing every day of the expo uh, so that you can learn and get a reality check. We do that intentionally for people who are beginners so that if you are new and you go, wow, I really want to get into this, but I'm afraid that this is going to cost an arm and a leg and I'm going to, you know, going to have to get a lot of stuff. You know, we do these beginner programs specifically in a way that we're going to make it approachable and realistic. Uh, you know, one of the other things that we do is we try to bring in a lot of community with this. Uh, we bring in a lot of fly tires uh, and offer them the opportunity to tie live in front of folks at the expo, engage, talk to people. Really a lot of fun with that. And we have a huge open casting area. So there's a lot of little, uh, you know, nuts and bolts of things going around. Uh, so we try to uh, have it be a unique experience. And it's not just the same four presenters repeating programs through a three-day event. Uh, so, yeah, that's what the expo is. Uh, and, you know, I should ask, you know, ask you guys, you know, like, what are your parts of the expo that, really stick out to you as something that you really like that are meaningful to you and that you're looking forward to seeing again after a three-year hiatus um i'll go i i would say that having been to all the expos back even back when tom um started them the thing that i i get a you know i look forward to the most is the pre presentations you know, you get to hear a lot of times you bring in people that, you know, a lot of us out in the Midwest have only like read stories about or, you know, now with social media can interact with them that way. But, you know, some of the bigger names in, in fire fishing who are, you know, I don't want to call them experts, but more knowledgeable than, you know, most. And, you know, you can sit and listen to them for an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, if you really, you know, hit up these presentations by these people you can you can learn a lot of stuff it's amazing how much stuff you can learn in an hour listening to you know like the charlie cravens and the kelly gallops and the, you know some of the bigger names you know in, in fly fishing the guys that come along and and do these shows regularly they have their presentations down pretty well and um they hit all the points they need to hit and like i said i've learned a lot um just listening to the presentations. I always look forward to that part of the, the expo. Ah, I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a fun year this, uh, this year, both with, you know, the scope of, uh, of the broad scope of presentations that we have. And also, you know, some of the, the big names for those of, uh, you know, who are uh, our readers of fly fishing uh, literature, John Girock is, uh, is coming this year. So John's a, a he's, John's he's a always a good one to, listen to he's he can uh his stories are, are fun he's a he's a big name and uh he doesn't do a lot of shows so we feel very fortunate uh, you know he'll be there talking doing programs signing autographs and uh you know just hanging out and bsing uh along uh him and uh and bob white uh the uh, the well-known uh not you know not only just uh a artist but also an author as well uh you know, him and Bob White are uh, going to be there hanging out together. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen some of their work that they, you know, regularly partner on, they've been doing stuff in uh, Trout Limited's national magazine consistently recently, mm. uh, which has been uh, been pretty cool. Uh, cooperating on uh, on some pieces where uh, John tells the story and uh, and Bob paints the story. 
so some uh, some neat stuff. We'll also have Matt Sapinski. Uh, so if you are an ardent steelheader or dream of Atlantic salmon or really want to get into the mind of a brown trout, uh, Matt is a, uh, a longtime writer and guide who has published quite a lot of books uh, and is based out of Michigan. Really uh, knowledgeable guy with a lot of insight and a, a lot of thoughts uh, on the world of you know, both migratory and resident fish. Really neat guy. Literally looking forward to having him there as well. So that's you know, some of our uh, some of our big presentation names. So you know that's yeah you know, that's a couple of things, and I'll talk more about other presentations. But I'm curious, you know, like Grant, what are what's your thoughts? What do you what do you love about the expo? You know, uh, I haven't been going to the expo <clears throat> as long as Matt has, but since I started going when I was first getting into fly fishing, I always really entire enjoyed uh tires row um just like getting into tying and learning learning different things and you can just sit there and watch you know a handful of different people tie every different bug that you could think of from musky to saltwater to panfish to you know proper trout bugs so that was always fun to just kind of sit and you can sit down in front of people nerd out ask questions you know see see how they got to where they are um and then also you know we were talking earlier the the film part of it, I've always, I've really enjoyed just because, you know, you go to the the fly fish film tour, some of the some of the other events like that, and to me, it's always these like destinations that I don't think I'll probably ever financially, you know, pull off, you know, anytime in the near future. But you see some of these local um, videographers or just amateur hey, let's get a film together kind of stuff. Um, and it's, you know, stuff close by that you can get out to and, it, and it's reachable and it kind of gives you some inspiration to go, maybe I should try the, a different type of fishing trip or maybe I should go try, maybe go hit the North Shore or, or I want to get into smallmouth fishing or, you know, things like that. Always, I've always enjoyed that, that aspect of that expo as well. Cool. Well, that's, uh, we're excited to have a awesome film program this year on Saturday night. So... Yeah, so get out, get your tickets online uh, now, and you know we'll you know and plan on seeing some uh, some really cool stuff. Uh, we have a uh, you know, world premiere of the film Water Sabbath uh, that's going to be uh, going to be shown. And I know you guys uh, talked with uh, with Jake Keeler, who's profiled in that particular film uh, recently. Um, mm -hmm. and so I don't need to, to highlight that, uh, but there are really some, uh, some other awesome films that we've got, uh, got going on, uh, including, uh, if you've, uh, if you've seen any of the recent, uh, past ones we have, uh, from, uh, longtime guide, Luke Kavichek, uh, from up on Schwamigan mm -hmm. Bay, uh, will be, uh, running a, a cool piece of, uh, of his, and, you know, we also have uh, one from Blue Forest Films uh, out of Duluth, uh, you know, some uh, both some excellent filmmakers. And then we have, you know, some really neat stuff from uh, from new people, up and coming people, people that we want to uh, support, as well as conservation stories uh, in there. So stuff that that highlights, uh, you know, some of the things going on, everything from, uh, you know, the Kinnickinick River to uh, the far ends of the Minnesota North Shore and and other things uh, that are going on. Uh, so, you know, if you want to see bass, if you want to see carp, if you want to see, uh, you know, I, there's even a muskie uh, to, uh, to catch in there. So uh, some good stuff uh, coming in the film end of things. Uh, and, you know, our fly tying coordinator uh, for the expo has informed me that we have a, a robust fly tires row coming back uh, this good. year with, uh, with a lot of people tying. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, so we both have the opportunity, as you described, Grant, uh, yeah, Grant, to sit down right in front of those folks and you know see what's going on and talk to them and ask them questions and pick their brains uh, about what's uh, what's going to be happening. Uh, so that's good, and we're very much excited about that. And we also have some uh, some good fly tying programming as well. Uh, that's going to be demonstrating uh, on the, uh, you know, in some of our uh, presentation rooms so people can uh, can sort of get that look at the fly up on the big screen as well uh, as mm -hmm. uh, some of our tires like uh, Paul Johnson and Scott Nordby, Bob Wagner uh, are going to be doing some uh, some good tying here coming up too. So a lot of diversity. And so, you know, that's one of the things and I, I appreciate you guys bringing up some of these different aspects of the, uh, of the expo because, there's so much going on. It's hard to cover all of it. 
I, yeah. and, you know, hard to hit all of it. So just a lot of different things moving around. I think so, uh, another big part of, you know, I'm, I, I would be willing to bet that the majority of the people that go to the expo, it's the camaraderie. It's seeing all your friends in one place and all the people that, you know, you've known and you've met along the, your fly fishing journey. And, you know, everybody, cause everybody goes to the expo, you know, if you haven't been, why not? You know, you, you have no excuses. You, you need to go, but it's, it's just a cool place to hang out and, you know, see all the same people that you always talk with all at once. You know, you might go fishing with this guy or tie flies at an open tie night, you know, with these couple guys, but the expo is the thing that brings everybody together. And then you can, you know, hang out with all your, your fishing buddies at once. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about it as it's a, it's a big family. Uh, you know, so it's an opportunity for that, like uh, that giant family get together to see those people that, you know, in some cases now, you know, you might not have seen for a few years and, uh, yeah. and hopefully exactly. have the, the chance to, uh, you know, to catch up and, uh, and spend some time with and, uh, and, you know, do stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just, just chill, you know, like some people, you know, even if you already own 40 fly rods and have them all in your garage, <laughs> like you might have, uh, you know, you can cast some new stuff, cast some old stuff, you know, get a, you know, get some cool food from the food trucks and, uh, and hang yeah. out. Um, we got interesting food trucks this, uh, uh this year, we've got a, a Northwood smoked, uh, you know, food truck, which I'm really pumped for. Awesome. Uh, uh, so that's going to be great. Uh, are they and, are they called Northwoods? Yes, they're they're from my town, the where I live in. I've had oh. their food; it's it's very good. Awesome. I highly recommend it. Yeah, their mac so, and cheese is phenomenal. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. I'm just about to like launch some social media to promote them. So so you know they're they are uh, going to be our keystone there. Uh, we've got a brownie truck coming, I guess. <laughs> Nice. Is, it the, is it the Minnesota hockey mom brownie truck? It is the Minnesota hockey mom brownie truck. Dang, you're bringing in all the big shooters. Yes. <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm very familiar and I'm now I'm even more excited. So we got that. And then we, uh, uh, if, you, if you can fathom this, I guess we have a lobster truck coming. Yes. Uh, so it's called Rebel Lobster. Uh <laughs> Uh, you've got you've got your smoked meats and you've got your lobster what else could you ask for brownies well, i mean brownies. come for the food stay for the fly fishing man. right yeah really yeah everybody's in. running out of excuses so you know come you know if you want to learn how to do interesting casting you know we we rent out the collegiate pool that is there uh mm. and so if you want to try spay casting for the first time you know learn a little bit of casting on the water learn you know grab someone to practice some roll casting because it's a challenge for you you know that's definitely something that is unique and you can't do a lot of other places uh you know there's not a lot of spots so you can uh, practice spay casting inside. <laughs> so uh, yeah. for, th for those folks who want to use a two-handed rod and learn some of those more niche things, you can, um, you can do that. Uh, just a lot, of, a lot of fun, different, uh, different aspects of what's going on. And all, all the presentations and the, the fly tires row, getting to watch fly tires and the, the casting pool, um, all that's included in your admission, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you have one admission uh, cost to get in for the day. Uh, and then you can go to everything that you want to go to. Uh, awesome. So it's, uh, the, the only thing that's separately uh, ticketed are the, uh, you know, the evening events. We've got a social on Friday. Uh, that's five bucks. So we're, uh, we're subsidizing, uh, you know, a bunch of that cost to try to keep that uh, cost low. Um, right. And so there's a, uh, that's a, a separately ticketed event. There'll be a cash bar appetizers. It's actually sponsored by fly fishing women of Minnesota. Uh, so they're really trying to, you know, increase the diversity that we, uh, that we have out here in the world of fly fishing. Uh, so it's open to everybody. They're trying to get as many folks as they can to hang out Friday night and, uh, and, uh, you know, munch on something and, uh, and grab a beer. And then, uh, obviously the Saturday night, uh, 
film showcase is separately ticketed. Uh, so you can, uh, you know, you, you got to uh, grab a ticket and get into that. Uh, so those are the two things. Other than that, uh, it's all at your fingertips. Uh, if you know that you're going to be there all three days, you can buy a three-day pass and save some money. Those are available online. Uh, or you can buy one ticket every day and uh, support Minnesota Trout Unlimited. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the ticket cost this year? Uh, that is a great question, and I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll <laughs> uh, pause and quote it directly uh, from our uh, uh, you know from our event so that I can uh, make sure that I have everything perfectly okay. Um, so it'll take me just a moment to segue into that because I've got our live ticketing here, and I can see the people that have been mm. uh, you know casually uh buying things here as we've been talking which is kind of crazy <laughs> good to see well I, I pressured grant into buying our tickets a while ago so we're we're finally, good i think i finally hope. made it happen ahead of time this time <laughs> around so we should be good but while you're pulling that up if, if you're looking to buy online tickets it's greatwatersflyexpo.com um, or if you're not good at remembering URLs, just use your Google machine and type in Great Water Fly Expo and it'll come up at the top. Yeah. So it's uh so our film and video showcase is 15 bucks. Uh it's $14 uh, uh here online uh for the single day uh admission right there. Uh and 35 bucks for the uh for the three-day package. And as I mentioned, the Friday social is uh, five bucks. So you can, uh, awesome. you can get it all uh, right there online right now. So if you want that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to save, uh, save some money by getting that three day, uh, three day package. And all the things that you can learn for $35 is uh, that's a, that's a hell of a deal. Well, Carl, your, I, uh, your personal time with John Girak. So there you go. Yeah, you can, you can hear all the, fish, all the fishing stories from him and Bob. Um, you, you did bring something up earlier. I wanted to ask about you. You've mentioned a few before times. Before we switch gears, it's still at the same place, right? That is correct. It is at uh, Ham Hamlin university, the Walker field house yep. uh, at Hamlin university. Uh, so it's, uh, it's easy to find too. free parking uh, and, you know, like free parking in all the Hamlin lots uh, you know, that are, uh, that are available. And there's a bunch of free street parking around there as well. And, uh, and there'll be signs like park here and there will be lots of signs, as many it. signs as I can, uh, as I can muster to. All uh, right. To park. Good. Good to hear. Um, well, real quick, you had mentioned a few times, you know, more of the pillars of the expo is top conservation issues, um, you know, for the area. So I was just curious in your mind, what, you know, what are the top three or five conservation issues that we're, we're facing here in the Midwest? Uh, those are good questions. Uh, you know, so I, I wear a lot of different hats in the uh, in the fishing uh, and conservation world. In addition to you know being the organizer uh, for the expo, uh, I serve uh, as the Northern Minnesota Chair for Minnesota Trout Unlimited, and I sit on our state board for Trout Unlimited. Uh, and I, I also am fortunate enough to uh, be able to operate a, a guided fly fishing business that's uh, based out of Duluth, and uh, myself and my guides uh, work both in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So I, I, I try to stay pretty tied into this, uh, both physically spending uh, time on the water, uh, working on an advocacy end of things, uh, you know, as well as uh, operating the, uh, the expo. Uh, so, you know, here at the, uh, at the expo, we're going to be highlighting, you know, a number of different things. Uh, we'll have a program that's specifically talking about uh, some of the issues going on with the Kinnickinnick River uh, over in River Falls. And the Kinney over there, uh, there's an opportunity to do some great dam removal right now uh, that's going to help maintain uh, colder water temps, uh, healthier river long term. Uh, and that's going to be the best option for that watershed in the future. So, uh, you know, there's 
uh, groups like our local Kiap Tuish uh, TU chapter, that's the uh, Western Wisconsin TU chapter right across the border from the Minnesota Twin Cities, uh, is working on uh, that. And there's a, a separate uh, nonprofit um, that's a Kinnikinnik uh, uh, collaborative that's, uh, that's working on raising funds uh, for that. So that's an issue going on. You can learn all about that issue uh, at the expo. Uh, definitely something to, uh, to stay tuned into. Uh, you know, other issues that we have is, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're doing some, uh, some work and ongoing research on the Minnesota North Shore uh, about our steelhead and coaster brook trout populations uh, and looking at the stability of those. That's, uh, that's something that uh, will be get, get mentioned at the, uh, at the expo is sort of an ongoing issue that we try to keep uh, close tabs on. And you know, for those uh, folks that are, are big steelhead anglers like myself, uh, you, know, you care about it a lot and you're really, uh, really interested. And there's a lot of interesting conservation stuff going on, uh, especially with climate change issues up on the Minnesota North Shore. So we're we're going to be highlighting uh, some of those with a, a video that's in the film and video showcase where we're uh, we're actually trying to work on replanting uh, some of our forests up along the Minnesota North Shore to uh, help those steelhead and native brook trout and coaster brook trout streams on the North Shore. Uh, so that's something that's going to be highlighted at the expo. Um, and there's a, you know, there continues to be other, uh, other ongoing stuff, uh, everything from boundary waters issues. We'll have a, uh, a program, uh, that, uh, that focuses on fishing the boundary waters, but it'll also, uh, highlight conservation issues that we have going on there uh, as well. Uh, you know, that's, you know, I would say that's some of our top three, but it would be easy to pick another top three. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I bet. Uh, I, I think the, you know, the thing for myself as a, as a conservationist and my, my background is I'm, I'm a biologist and ecologist by training. Uh, and that's where I, uh, where I come from. Uh, you know, we can fight the fights every year, uh, to protect and to preserve and to restore, uh, some of our species and, uh, some of our natural habitats, uh, landscapes, uh, that we have, um, and we continue to fight those fights uh, when they're, whether that's, uh, you know, that's something that's a, a development issue or a poor land use issue. Um, and we have to keep at it because we have to fight every year for that. If there's a single time where we lose, then sometimes that habitat and that location is lost forever. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, as much as I would love to say that, you know, we don't have a lot going on, there's always, always a lot. And, you know, we will uh, talk through a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to have a program on fishing and understanding our habitat improvement in Southeast Minnesota. Uh, that's been one that people have had lots of questions over the last few years of trying to, uh, understand, uh, Minnesota Trout Unlimited's habitat and the other habitat at work that, uh, you know, that's being done by the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and others within the Driftless and both understanding uh, sort of how it works, why it's being done and how to fish it. Uh, so like if you're interested in that, that's going to be a great, um, great piece. And you might be, uh, by he be hearing a theme here is that uh, we tend not to do a lot of solely conservation programs because we want people to get excited about the resource, go there and check it out. And then we want them to care about it. Mm -hmm. And so what we try to wrap into our programming is not 50 minutes of this is why you have to care about this river. We want to do 40 minutes of this is why this is an awesome resource that you should go fish because it's going to really be cool. And here's five minutes of conservation of how you can get involved and how you can engage with it. Uh, because that's really uh, what I think makes a difference. You know, you don't have to have this hammered into you. I, uh, if you, have had an awesome time. Like if you go up to the mm -hmm. cool river in Wisconsin and fish it and love it, you don't need someone to spend 50 minutes drilling into you why you need to care about it. You no, know, that that's going to come on its own. I mean, I think as soon as, like you said, if you get people jazzed and excited about fly fishing for whatever species, as soon as, as soon as they do it for five minutes, they're going to be like, Hey, this is pretty cool. We need to keep it around forever. Absolutely. 
And that's what we try to do. Cool. That's a, that's a good avenue to take for that. Um, well, switching gears a little bit more, I was checking out the website. Um, so you do have some programs if, uh, if you want to go to the expo and you've got some kids along, it looks like you guys have some kids specific events that they can tie into. Absolutely. So not only do, uh, kids under 12 get in for free, uh, yeah, 12 and under. So, and you know, I don't think we're, we're not checking IDs. So if you, you know, you tell me that you're 12, you know, like I, I'm going to be skeptical if I, if I see a six foot 12 year old, but you know, just, you know, I'm just saying, Oh, you uh, haven't seen my kid. Matt's a young 40. He's a very young 40. No, but I, I've, I've got a kid who's five eleven and 12 years old. So bring it on. I'm excited. <laughs> so there we, there we go. Uh, so, uh, bring your kids got a great, Saturday youth program. Uh, and we've got a passport program. So, uh, you show up, you bring your kid and they can get this passport that then they can go around the expo and they get to interact with different folks. Like this is like, go see a fly being tied, go talk to the Minnesota DNR, you know, like go find Eddie. (laughs) Yes. Go find Dr. Rivard and watch him tie some flies. (laughs) So, those opportunities are a great way not only to get kids involved with the expo, but if they do that and go around the expo and make that happen, they get put into a drawing and there's going to be multiple kids going home with full rod and reel setups this year. That's uh, awesome. And so that's pretty sweet. Uh, and I just uh, got off the phone with one of our reps this afternoon uh, from uh, from Umpqua, uh, and they're going to have fly boxes there that every kid who goes to the program is getting a fly box. Uh, so, uh, awesome stuff like that. Lots of cool giveaways for the kids and great ways to, uh, to get those kids involved. Uh, we have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that, uh, Dean Hansen, uh, is going to be back with his live bug exhibit again this year. Oh, that's always fun too. Yeah. It'll, it'll be on the expo floor in the midst of everything else this year. Uh, and, Kids can, uh, along with everybody else, can go see some of these live critters. If you know, you've heard these things like mayflies and caddisflies and stoneflies and dragonflies and dobsonflies, and you're like, what in the world is that? What does that look like? We're going to have them live physically there so you can see them. And that's not just yeah. for the kids. I think there's a lot of adults that could <laughs> yeah. probably, uh, myself included, that could benefit from a little learning of the entomology kind. Oh, a hundred percent. It's going to be right down the wall from, uh, from the, uh, fly tires this year. Uh, so I'm really uh, looking forward to, uh, to this because we're going to have people be able to go look at a bug and think, Hey, I want to tie this, uh, because Mm -hmm. a lot of fly fishing, especially when we're talking trout and sometimes we're talking smallmouth and everything else, instead of, uh, just having something that we think, Oh, I'm going to put on this bright pink, yellow, and orange, uh, thing. And, you know, hope a fish eats it. Fly tying can be very imitative. Uh, and so there are times like if I'm chucking flies for muskies, I don't necessarily always know what it looks like. You know, it's uh, it looks like something that, you know, that I think the muskie wants to eat. Um, however, you know, if I am fishing to finicky spring Creek trout on the upper Kinnikinick river, or on the Rush River, or down in the southeast, in you know, on Hay Creek or the Whitewater, or something like that. You know, oftentimes I'm really thinking, oh, does this actually look like a blueing olive? Does that look like the nymph for that? Does this look like a stonefly? If you're fishing the Brule River in northern Wisconsin, you know, we have, uh, you know, without getting into the Latin as a biologist, you know, we have a lot of stoneflies in the Brule River, mm-hmm. and the steelhead that will be that are in the river right there right now and are going to be accessible come in the last Saturday in March for the steelhead opener there. They are eating stoneflies right now and they want to eat more stoneflies. So if you can look and look at a Trinarsis stonefly uh, or an Acronuria stonefly, and you know, you don't need to know the Latin. You just need to look at Dean's bugs and say, I want to tie something that looks like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those stoneflies and stuff. I mean, it, it always amazes me how much bigger they are in real life than what I think they are sitting at the, you know, tie and bench. 
Oh, they're huge. I mean, some of these we're, you know, we're talking insects that can stretch to three inches. So, you know, it's a, it's a big meal. And there's a reason that some of these steelhead that have been in there since, you know, some of them as long as, you know, September, early October, um, they've been waiting and they've been feeding all winter and they're keeping a tight eye on that. Uh, you know, it's one of the best things if you, you know, like not only should you look at Dean's bugs, but then you should go out the next time you're on the water and you should flip a rock, flip a log, look at the real ones and go, Oh, this is what I saw. And now you'll be able to identify it. And now you're going to be able to pick a fly out of your box. It's going to be what you should use. And that's going to help your fishing success. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for carrying a seine net. I know when I first started, I just had, you know, like a a little green aquarium net that I would, you know, back when we all wore vests that nobody does anymore. But uh, I'd stick it in the back pocket of my vest and I'd always be, you know, kicking up gravel and I'd have that, you know, aquarium net in the water catching bugs. And um, now they've got seine nets that go over your landing net. And, you know, so yeah, knowing actually physically seeing the the bugs that your your fish are eating you know really really helps you as an angler and a, especially a fly type yeah absolutely yeah because that's one thing to flip a rock and see some bugs under but it's another thing to put that same net down there and actually catch what's moving through the water right at that time it's amazing yeah. you know looking at some of these creeks you're like there's nothing you know, it looks clear enough. There's nothing floating through there. And you, you dip that in there for a couple of seconds and pull it out. And the amount of bugs that you see crawling around is something you'd never even imagine. Mm-hmm. So Carl, what is your favorite part of the expo? When you get to close the door on Sunday and say, yeah, oh, I was good job. say when it's over, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first one in and the last one out. So that's, uh, you know, you know, I think my favorite part of the expo is seeing people's faces light up when they learn something that they're so excited to be able to then take away and apply elsewhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you see people, they go to a program or they talk to a guide or they buy something, they talk to a fly shop and they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to revolutionize my interaction with the world. And you can see that. And you're like, I'll see people scribbling down notes in a program because they're, they're so excited to, they're like, this is going to be something that's going to make my, you know, make the difference for me. And, you know, that's the meaningful thing for me that I'm most excited about is the opportunity to change the trajectory of how so many people interact with the outside world uh, mm-hmm. and provide people with a broader scope that they can go out and do something that they didn't think that they were going to do when they walked in the door. And, right. you know, for me, that's, you know, like, cause people will come in and they'll go like, yeah, and, and this might, you know, it seems like something that, you know, for, for people who have fished for a long time, you know, like I'll get people who have never fished for a cold water species before. They've come in and, you know, they've been warm water anglers. They might be fly fishing. They might fly fish for sunfish and bass. And they're like, they just don't know where to go from a trout standpoint. And it totally changes how they're going to interact with the outside world. And we see it go the other way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so all of this and, you know, demystifying everything. So people you know, feel that they can do things comfortably uh, and, you know, like do things realistically. So that's, that's always been, a, you know, like one of my favorite aspects of the expo. <clears throat> that's great. Yep. All things fly fishing. Yes. Every single fly fishing thing that you can come up with, there's going to be someone there that can answer your question and will have engaged with it. Uh, you know, we're going to have a fly tying program about fly tying trout flies for New Zealand. Uh, you know, we're going to have a, uh, a program. Uh, oh, I'm really excited uh, with we got uh, Grant Anderson uh, coming from Alaska fly fishing tours, uh, who's out on the Kenai Peninsula uh, out near out near Homer. And what I'm excited about this for is that this is not a fly-in uh, resort. This is not something where you're only going to be able to go to 
if, you know, if you're going to spend $9,000 a week. Uh, this is something where you could fly into Anchorage, rent a crappy car and drive out. And you're going to learn about fishing all over the Kenai Peninsula in a way that could be manageable for you to do your first Alaska experience. And I think that's cool. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the guy's a guide and he has those guided options where you could be like, Hey, I'm going to do a day of guided fishing. Uh, but everything that, you know, like that's on the Kenai, you know, and of course he does, he does fly in stuff and he does week long float stuff too. Uh, but there's so much there that you can just drive to. And I've personally done it. So I've, uh, you know, I love fishing that part of the Kenai and there are so many places where you can drive up to, and you're going to have a shot at, you know, like, you might have never caught a Dolly Varden and you're going to be able to catch mm. one. So really cool stuff uh, that's, you know, like I, I want to try to make a lot of this accessible for people. And that's what we're, uh, we're working on. Speaking of that. Sounds like you're doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. We try. If you, um, if you had to make like a roadmap for, let's say brand new fly fisher person, you know, let's say in their mid thirties, first get into it they're like okay i know nobody i've never been to the expo i'm going to go to the expo on saturday what kind of roadmap would you try to draw for them the spots that they need to hit or make their way through the expo well that would be a uh, that's a great question uh so uh, you can be able to go to you know greatwatersflyexpo.com and you can look at the schedule and you can see what you're specifically you know excited about so that's you know, that's sort of step one is to, you know, see what's, uh, you know, see what's exciting, but show up for the, uh, for the beginner program, you know, starting at nine 30 in the morning, we're going to have Evan Griggs. He's the head guide from Bob Mitchell's fly shop. Evan's going to be doing our beginner fly fishing programs each day. Uh, and then you're going to be able to launch yourself from there. Uh, you know, from there, you know, if you're excited on the warm water end of things, you know, this is where you could diverge. You could go right into fly fishing the boundary waters in Quetico uh, and, you know, look at the warm water end of things. Or you could follow Evan over to uh, the casting pool where he's going to be teaching roll casting. Uh, and there's going to be plenty of opportunities for people to, uh, to interact with the casting on the expo floor. But we specifically schedule that on Saturday morning so that new anglers are going to be able to follow Evan right on over there. Because uh, if you're a new angler and you're listening to this, or if you have someone that wants to be a new angler, you're thinking, man, I'm going to bring my significant other, bring my cousin, you know, bring my kid. Roll casting is a tool that is going to be incredibly useful uh, on small waters in the Minnesota Driftless if you're going to do trout. If you're going to be standing on the shore of a lake and you've got a tree at your back, that's what you're going to need to know how to do. And it's really hard to teach without having water there. Mm -hmm. uh, so Evan's going to do that. And it's a great opportunity for new anglers to immediately learn that key skill, which a lot of people don't necessarily pick up right away. Uh, right. So. If you, uh, if you head to that, then, uh, we've got, you know, scheduled after that, you know, fishing and understanding the driftless trout habitat improvement, which is going to introduce driftless trout fishing. Our executive director for Minnesota Trout Unlimited, John Lincheski is going to be telling people about that. He's going to have great information on that. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you could either do that or you could head directly into the on land fly casting program, if you did Evan's roll cast, and you really want to keep focusing on that. You could go right to Mike Fisher, who's the owner of Mend Fly Shop in uh, Minneapolis. He's going to be uh, teaching uh, the fly casting uh, that is going to be on the ground. So you can see both the roll casting with Evan and the, uh, you know, the regular uh, in the air 10 and two fly casting with Mike Fisher right after that. So there's a lot of different ways you can diverge in here. And that's just an idea of, you know, showing people, you know, different ways that we can, um, can do this. So we really try to design this as a conference track, uh, so that, you know, people can go these directions and follow this and weave around. Uh, so that way, like if you are, you know, like if you're a warm water person, we are, you know, we're trying not to schedule both, the, you know, like the musky fly program and the boundary waters program at the same time so that you can follow this through. And, you know, on Saturday, 
You could, uh, you know, you could do a panfish fly tying, a boundary waters and Quetico program. Uh, you know, then, you know, we skip a, uh, you know, skip a, uh, an hour on the warm water, but then we go into musky flies, uh, and fishing muskies after that, and then into carp. So you can do almost an entire day of nothing but warm water. If that is what you're excited about. And we have people that love that. So you can do warm water, yeah. you can do cold water. Uh, you can, uh, follow all these tracks through to be able to really get excited about what you want to see. It's almost like you guys have done this a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we try and, you know, I, I go back, I, you know, I, uh, I spent a long time uh, working with, with Tom Helgeson before he passed away on a lot of uh, different aspects of this. And I, I, I enjoyed the roles that I played for the, uh, the expo uh, before his passing and, uh, and since then as well. So it's, uh, I, yeah, we've, we still make lots of mistakes every year and we can always improve, but we like to think that this isn't our first rodeo. Good to hear. Uh, you guys, you guys put on a great show. Absolutely. What do you, you know, since the years of Tom running it and now uh, you spearheading the effort, what do you think has been your biggest um, gain or things that you've learned from, from leading the expo this long? Well, you know, we, we continue to make, you know, small, uh, small changes and, you know, and improvements, you know, one of the things that we've, uh, we've tried to do is, uh, you know, um, try to give, uh, uh, other conservation groups, uh, roles and engagement, uh, within it, even though, uh, Minnesota Trout Unlimited, uh, leads this, uh, you know, everything from, uh, you know, uh, Lou Jewett, uh, in the Twin Cities, uh, and, you know, other uh, other groups uh, from you know the FFI standpoint, fly fishing women in Minnesota. Uh, we we try to uh, provide people with the opportunities that they want each year to engage uh, in a way that they're going to find beneficial, uh, and that's been something that uh, you know we've we've tried to draw on and expand. Uh, you know, we, we don't have quite as large a slate of things on the, uh, on the women's and diversity front this particular season with some of the challenges that we've experienced with the pandemic. Uh, but we'll look forward to having a lot of that back in, uh, in 2023. Um, so that's definitely things that we've, uh, we've done. Uh, and, you know, we also have, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, like our, our theme of, you know, five minutes of conservation, uh, where we, you know, that's been a big thing that we've, uh, we've learned over time too, is, uh, is not to, uh, to bore people to death with, uh, with a lot of nonstop conservation programming, uh, but to make it about the fishing and how to access it and get involved. Um, so those are a couple things, but, uh, you know, we've, um, you know, we didn't have uh, the on the water opportunities in the past. Uh, and, you know, since uh, since 2017, we've added those in. And that's been a big, uh, you know, a big opportunity for us. It's been a lot of fun. So great. <laughs> so those, that's just a few uh, a few of the things. There's a, there's lots of little small, uh, small aspects I could highlight. But, you know, like if people have ideas uh, we try to be accessible. And because Minnesota TU tries to operate this on behalf of the community, if someone has an idea of a way to improve it, we try just to say yes. Mm -hmm. Because there are ways to do it and ways to, uh, to improve it. Uh, we're bringing back a fly tying competition this year. Uh, if you haven't seen it on the calendar, uh, you know, we haven't had one for a little while and Bob Mitchell's fly shop is sponsoring our fly tying competition. That's going to be taking place late Saturday afternoon. Uh, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little crazy. I don't know exactly know what's <laughs> going to be going on. <laughs> uh, and that's just an, an example of something that, you know, hadn't been done as often in the past. We're really excited to bring that particular aspect back. And that's Those always a always good, fun. that's always a good watch too. Even if you don't want to sign up, it's always, uh, seen a couple of those in person. It's always fun to, fun to see what people can come up with. And well, even if they might have a blindfold on their eyes. There, there are a couple different, uh, avenues for engaging with it too. They're going to have the formal competition and then they're going to have some, uh, in between each round, they're going to have some, uh, some opportunities for people who aren't necessarily signed up for the whole thing. So, you know, get up there, show up and, you know, and, uh, and 
play a role, watch people tie some flies or uh, sign up to do some of it yourself. And need to be a good time. And nice heckling. Not mean heckling, but there's some nice heckling that can be had if you see your buddies up there trying to tie oh, to. Yeah. It's always always a good time. Well, um, coming up on the hour, is there anything else, Carl, that you wanted to add that we want to make sure we uh, we get out to the people before they get online at thegreatwatersexpo.com and buy up their tickets? Ah, good question. I I think we've hit most of it. Uh, you know, there's always going to be something that I'm going to be you know, thinking about uh, that I'm like, oh man, why don't we take about this? Uh, but I think <laughs> the best thing for uh, people to do is, you know, head to greatwaterspflyexpo.com, look at the schedules, look at the presenters and look at the exhibitors that are going to be there. Uh, you know, we've got a ton of, uh, of new cool, you know, exhibitors and you can, you know, you can read about them. They're there and you can check that, uh, check that out. So everything from people that you've seen for many years to, uh, people that are, uh, are going to be, uh, up and coming. So, you know, just dig into it and see what's, uh, see what's going on. Great. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to having, you know, everybody at the, uh, at the expo and, uh, uh, people can, uh, can ask, ask questions. Um, you know, I, I should uh, mention that, um, you know, this at, uh, at Hamlin university is our, uh, our site host. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, they are the folks, uh, who are in charge of all of our pandemic and COVID policy. We're just the renters of the people who, uh, who rent the location. So we have to, uh, do whatever they happen to do. Uh, currently, uh, their schedule is for us to have this as a mask event. Uh, and that's, uh, what we've, uh, what we've got on the table. So, uh, plan to bring your mask along. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, like if there were any changes were to take place, we would, uh, you know, we would announce it on the website. Sounds good. Perfect. As, well, fun, as, as not fun as they are, I think we're all used to wearing masks by now and, uh, we can, we can do it for a day. We can, we can get through one more, uh, one more time with, uh, with this and, uh, we'll, uh, look forward to, I'm hoping and uh, praying for a, uh, a standard normal year, 2023. We yeah. can hope we can hope. Yeah. I think we're headed that direction. So let's just keep moving, moving that way. Um, but yeah, everybody just keep your eye out on social media. You can check out the great Um, and Carl, thanks again. I appreciate the time sitting down with us and thanks, look forward to uh, finding you at the expo saying hi. Absolutely. We'll look forward to, uh, to seeing you guys there. And uh, I, you know, if there's anything that, you know, anything else, people have questions, just shoot us an email uh, on the, uh, the expo and we'll, uh, we'll answer it as fast as we can. We'll Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks. Carl. Well, Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Brown Trout Bridge Beers. We'll put links to go buy some tickets and make sure mm -hmm. you get that film expo ticket too. Don't forget. We'll, we'll see you at the expo. And we'll Find see everybody at the we'll expo. Have a sticker or something there may be you. some stickers in our pockets. All right. Yeah, Thanks maybe. again, everybody.